my life mantra is discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. And no matter what anyone's life goal is, no matter what your goal is, if you can keep your eyes set on on your prize, if you can keep your eyes set there where that's what I want, then then I'm okay going through tough times now because that's my goal. the full thing but i'm gonna do the intro welcome back to the two for us podcast where we document the rise of stardom in winnipeg's town and personalities aka the number one podcast in winnipeg got a crazy story of wanted this guy on for a long and we finally got him introduce this man let's bring him on he's a world record holder for running the fastest marathon while driving a basketball please welcome stefan reimer hey <laughs> thanks for having me guys let's go big round of applause <laughs> awesome. all right i'm i'm gonna get straight to the thing <laughs> yeah my question when I searched you up yep. was why? Why did you run a full <laughs> marathon dribbling this basketball? Yeah. Straight up, it was it was COVID, 100% because of COVID. Um, COVID kind of shut down everything, and uh, myself and a lot of runners uh, were having a hard time um, staying motivated without that, like, the, the, the carrot of a race right. to train for. Um and so we were, you know, there's a bunch of different stuff that people were doing and you know, there's virtual race and stuff. But for me, it was like I needed something to to wake me up in the morning, to get me out the door, to something to train for. So I'm like, you know what, when they am finally able to race, if there's not like official races or like, you know, that type of thing, but there's courses open, then I'll I'll see if, you know, it's something to something to train for. So it got me up in the morning um, and uh, yeah, it was... <laughs> Got a lot of weird looks training for it, yeah. but it, it was it was a fun little little uh, treat for me mm-hmm. to 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 train for and and to, to work towards. Yeah, okay. we always need that little extra push to keep us going in the for morning. Sure. But I'm curious to see how did this training process look like? Like, are you just dribbling down the <laughs> dirt road trying to like <laughs> find the right dribbling pace? <laughs> yeah. So so I am a, a whatever. I'm a sub elite whatever yeah. runner. Um, pretty not not bad for for Manitoba standards, but obviously rest of the world and right nowhere near the top but here close to the top um uh and so running for me is like running a marathon i don't really have to like to run it fast yeah i'm putting in a ton of miles for it but I'm, I'm doing a lot of miles just just running mm-hmm. um so i was already in shape and then um adding the basketball it was just a matter of just getting comfortable more comfortable with it um and uh but no if if I was able to just nicely do a, a relaxed crossover dribble. Okay. Um, every three, it worked out every three steps. Was able to get in a nice rhythm and just it was very monotonous. Very, it was actually quite. Training runs got boring very fast mm-hmm. because it was now a monotonous activity that I had to focus on. Right. Normally, when I go for a training run, if it's not a one that I'm really focusing on a pace or really pushing myself, I'm just logging miles. I can just let my mind wander, right. um, think about life, like pray, whatever I want to do, and. Uh, and, but now I had to be focused on keeping this ball going and making sure it wasn't hitting the cracks, making sure it wasn't, you know, that type of thing. So it was actually, but, but it was just a, it was still a monotonous, boring activity. So it actually got boring after a little while, but then on race day, it was, it was fantastic. I, it was so much fun. <laughs> so when, when did, so there's a difference between running a marathon yeah. and then what you did. Right? Absolutely. Cause not, not people would train for a marathon for yeah. sure. But then nobody really thinks to add something extra to it. Did you, was basketball your first thing that you thought like, I would just do it. Or did you think of like a soccer ball? Did you think of other things? See, like, 
Yeah, and that's and that's interesting too, because again, I'm a phys ed teacher, so yeah. um, different sports equipment is is always in my hands. It's always what I'm doing, mm-hmm. um, day in day out. Um, I am actually my background was from soccer, okay. um, so that was it, that was one that crossed my mind. Um, but when I was like looking for things, I'm scrolling through the Guinness Book of World Records and uh-huh. and seeing. I mean, there's a pile of world records out there. There's a like. For for marathons, um, like dressed up as a vegetable and dressed <laughs> up like a movie character, like and a lot of them aren't don't require like a special talent other than just running up dressed up. Sure. But so I'm like when I was picking one, I'm like I'm gonna do one that that requires a bit of talent, um, that isn't just. Uh, I mean, again, I say just anyone who sets a world record running a marathon, you're 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 awesome, right? Like yeah. the, I'm not gonna discredit that's any of that. Right. Yeah. But I wanted to do something that had a technical skill to it as well, um, and that's when I have a. I played basketball in high school. I did a bit of coaching afterwards as well. Yeah. Um, and so um, the basketball is always something that's been close to me um, as well. Um, and then teaching kids how to do it, like grade one to four kids, how to dribble and stuff like that is, is part of my job. Um, so adding that, it made sense. And I saw the record. It was at three hours. Um, well, three hours, 25 seconds or something. It was right right at the three-hour mark. I'm like, do you know what? That, that seems like I'm going to have to work for it, but it's going to be doable. Yeah. And so it was like something I wanted that was going to be attainable. It was a goal that... That was attainable, but it was going to require work, mm-hmm. um, and so that's what uh, that's why I picked that's why I picked the basketball. Okay, okay. Yeah, if my numbers are not wrong, you you did it in two hours, fifty minutes, thirty three. Something, seconds. yeah, thirty three, yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Just running, yeah. even running a marathon that fast is like kind of impressive. Like under a sub three marathon, like that would have yeah. that yeah. would have been my per- that time would have been my personal be- best in like twenty seventeen, oh. like not that long ago. <laughs> yeah, right. And so it was. Yeah, no, it is still fast. Absolutely. That's crazy. Like so, I'm. I'm curious to see like what was going through your mind when you were actually like running that race like one little crack you hit one wrong dribble mm. the ball's gone all over oh absolutely and it happened once it happened, yeah yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> how did you combat that uh it was it was focus yeah it was it was so hard um to to stay dialed in because yeah like you mentioned every single dribble had to land on a flat surface we know yeah. what the roads are like here in winnipeg yeah. <laughs> um winters do their toll <laughs> um, um uh and uh so no, every single dribble had to had to land on a on a on a flat spot, had to avoid the cracks, um, and you went, yeah, once in a while it did kind of like bounce up a little funny, and you could make your adjustments and stuff like that. Um, but after a time, that got taxing, um, and then staying mentally engaged in that later on in the race was uh, was tough. But it was like so I've ran I've ran two thirty seven mm-hmm. is my personal best, yeah. um, and so I knew that I'd have time to give that I could back off my pace a little bit yeah. and still be. So hopefully my mind and my legs were still going to be able to be sharp at the end because I knew I'd have to stay, uh, stay engaged the whole time and, and tried to allow myself a little bit of that flex time where if I was starting to struggle, I'd be able to back off and still be able to get the world record. Um, so that was kind of the, the thought process of, of running at that speed. That's, that's pretty cool. So when did you fully decide that, okay, I'm doing it with the basketball and this is the, this is the date that the marathon is mm-hmm. and how, how long before did you start training with the basketball? Okay, so rewind even a bit further. Okay. Uh, back, I had to apply. It the the applica- application process for Guinness is about a three month acceptance process. So I had to. I applied back in I think like December okay. of twenty twenty. It would have been mm-hmm. um, to run just sometime in twenty one. Um, just it was something you know you're getting sick at home, crazy mm-hmm. with COVID stuff. Um, thinking of things to do. I'm like, hey, let's apply and see what happens. And three months later, yeah, go ahead and try. Okay. okay. And then um, kind of put it on the back burner for a while. Races weren't coming. Races were coming. And then Manitoba said, Manitoba Marathon said, yeah, we're going to have a race. It won't be like, 
it was like a it wasn't just a gun start go everyone mass start yeah, yeah. the course is open but there wasn't really like per- normal fluid stations or right. fin- whatever there was but it was a court an open course that would have been legal to do the record i'm like okay let's start practicing so it was probably about two two and a half months um before the race where i just started taking where i took the bullet for the first time and and just you know saw how it was going to be like comfortable comfortable level wise was it going to be doable and stuff like that um, and I was able to kind of settle in the pace right about that, you know, marathon pace, about 2.55 uh, f- marathon time, and it was like, do you know what? I think I'm going to be able to do this, and then I get, went out about once once or twice a week with the ball. Like, I, I run seven days a week when I'm training for marathon, but once or twice a week I would go out with the ball mm-hmm. um, and just to get comfortable at that, and then slowly was able to get, like, comfortable, really comfortable where I could run, where I knew I'd be able to run at 2.55, um, and then was able to drop it even more on race day because you know, on race day you get adrenaline. the crowd out yeah. there and like stuff like that it was it was great adrenaline takes you takes you the last little bit was there ever a moment where you're like maybe maybe the basketball isn't like i'm not going to be able to do this maybe it's going to be too much work or too too crazy to pull <laughs> yeah. this off do you know what and I, and 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 i say this the most humblest way possible but no yeah. um like the conf- i had confidence that it was going to do that it was going to happen um mm-hmm. i Every time I went for a run, I was hitting the times that I needed to do, and I was I was comfortable running at that speed with the ball, um, and and then on and on race day, it like it went textbook. Like I was hitting my times, I was feeling comfortable. I again, I lost the ball uh, about four and a half miles into the race. Yeah, it was the first time. But I, I watching back on the, on the video, um, yeah, it totally hit a crack. It bounced up high, so I was a little kind of off, and I pushed back down. And it went right off my shin and mm-hmm. kicked sideways, um, and I had to kind of stop. I lost about. Probably about four seconds is what I guessed by watching the video, um, but out of your you're out of your rhythm, um, and then shortly right after that was the first station, and I and I missed my first water bottle as well or my first gel, um, and I was kind of like, oh boy, this is not going to go well um, at that point. Of the, so like, there was a thought that went through my head there, but I knew I had I knew I had time buffer. That was the thing. I knew I had the time buffer right. where I was comfortable that I'd be able to run at least a two fifty five, and so I knew like, hey, in there I got five minutes of mistakes mm-hmm. that I can make. Um, and that's that's a lot of time. Yeah. Um. So I I felt pretty comfortable the whole time that that it was gonna happen. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm just so fascinated by. It. Let's take like a outward approach. Mm-hmm. And when did you start running? Like, have you been running your entire life? And um, how'd you get into this marathon versus like what yeah. was your first race and how did that work out? I've been an athlete since I was, I mean, out of the womb. Okay. Um, I grew up uh, in a, an athletic family, uh, farm family, farm background. Okay. We worked hard. Yeah. Uh, so always working, always uh, um, doing sports. My dad was into sports, coached me soccer all the way growing up, uh, played every sport under the sun in school, and middle school and stuff like that. Um, so did track and field from when I first could, I think in grade four was my first track meet. Okay. Um, did, did well. Like I always enjoyed running, yeah. um, did it through high school. Um, got a couple of, of offers to different university stuff to do, to do running and just kind of put it on the backboard. I was into soccer at the time, um, was playing, um, with the club in, in, in Steinbeck and then started a family and it was like, so then I put stop soccer, um, cause it was a lot of time commitment for, for, with the family at home. Um, and you have kids and stuff like that. Um, but running is then something that I got back into, um, because I was able to build my, build my life around my training not sorry i was able to build my training around my life not my life around my training okay. when you have it playing a team sport you kind of care you got practice at seven o'clock 
whole life kind of jiggle around that. Now I was like, hey, here's my life. Here's what I got planned for the day. Okay, I can get it running there, right? And stuff like that. So it was because it's an individual sport. Um, and then I've got to know a bunch of the running community now since then. So to go back to your question, started taking running more seriously in 2015. Okay. Um, set out the goal to qualify. For, the goal then was to qualify for Boston. And then I was able to get that like my first marathon after really taking my <laughs> training seriously and was able to kind of just after that slowly knock off um, different goals. There's still things I, I want to do yet, but, uh, but yeah, no, I've, I've loved running. The community is fantastic. Um, even at the elite level, when you're competing against guys, you're all still encouraging each other to run faster and, and, yeah. and pushing each other further. And, and it's, it's a great community to be a part of, and I love it. It's an individual sport. That's what I love about it too, yeah. because I come from a soccer background too. Okay. And transition, and like, I'm not a elite runner or whatever. I just do it for fun because I know in the mo- like the heat of the moment, whether I'm on the treadmill or out on the road, yeah. it's me against me. Yeah. Like, I use it just basically like clear my head. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see like, what do you use it for? Like, is there is there a deeper message than just like I wanted to be active? I wanted it to be around my life versus like, is there a deeper message behind your running? Hundred percent. Yeah. No. I okay. I love competing, so that was probably the first reason I got into it. I needed. I'm a com- so competitive, so I right. needed something to to keep me active and keep me competing. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's why when I had to stop when I stopped playing soccer because I cared about my family. Uh. That was why I went into running because I had to stay active uh, and competitive. So, but no, I've, I've learned so much. Like the parallels in life um, to running are just like, yeah. there's so many. Yeah. Um, uh, and just the way you go through life and the challenges you come and how to face adversity. And I mean, your life can be summarized in a marathon um, <laughs> in, in, in so many aspects. And for me, like, so I, I, I'm, I'm a Christian and I read, I read the Bible and the apostle Paul talks about in there all the time too, about running the race and how it compares to life. And it's just like, it, it just comes alive for me. Yeah. Um, and so for me, yeah, there's a ton of different meaning. If I stopped running, I, I, the life experiences that I've gained, um, would stop and it'd be like, yeah, there's so many things that yeah. I can compare to like life and running. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Running is not only like physically running. It's also a large mental game too. Huge. Talk about the mental game and how you, started and overcame that like. yeah so there's there's this there's a saying in running that that, it, that running is or running a marathon is 95 percent mental and five percent in your head mm. uh and so it's it's, it's 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 all there and you and and to learn how to push through when when you're struggling is uh is is the biggest thing i look at guys like so the top marathon in the world right now Eliud kipchoge he's yeah. he's a he's an absolute beast um mentally yeah. and there's no one like when you see him um, pushing through it the, the last couple of miles and he's got this smile on his face and you can tell he's just like, he's at yeah. peace mm-hmm. as he's pushing through the stuff that, that no, none of us could ever dream of pushing through. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so, yeah, it's so crazy and to learn how to mentally overcome um, to, to when your body is screaming for you to slow down, screaming for you to, um, to give up um, and to just tell it to shut up and keep going. Um, and, I, I I joke with with students, um, with students all the time too. Where, yeah, telling, being able, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, now I'm kind of lost <laughs> lost words here a little bit. Uh, but just learning learning how to how to push through, mm-hmm. and uh, so oh yeah, this is what I was saying. The wall. So in in marathon, you often heard of the word, uh, heard of the term the wall that comes yeah. at you know between yeah. eighteen mile eighteen and twenty two somewhere in there you're gonna hit the wall. Um, and the wall isn't even, I find it it's not even. Like yeah, it is a physical thing, but it's so much more of a mental thing. That that first moment where you where where it crosses your mind, you know, I could just stop, yeah. 
and the pain would be gone. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And it's like, the moment that that enters your mind, that's the wall. And it's like, you know you're going to be battling until Mm -hmm. that finish line is in sight. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, um, it's, yeah, learning how how to just shut that out. And just tell your body, no, you can do this. Um, and I was, just, we were just talking with a with with my with my training group um, back in Steinbeck uh, a couple weeks ago about about mentally and about because we often talk about uh, you know if we don't get our goal in a race or whatever, like or we chalk it up to we were I was mentally tough enough yeah. um, because so often we train, we train, we train. It's like, hey, physically, I should be able to run that time. Well, I didn't run that time. Well, then it must be mental, right? Yeah. And so we got to it's it's almost it is partially an excuse there too i'm just thinking but it's also um yeah just training yourself how to how you're gonna you know be confident waking up on race day being confident knowing you're gonna go through the most pain you've ever been through in your life um if you're gonna go be going for for your personal best or whatever that might be but then knowing that you're gonna do it um being completely confident that if you do push it out if you do suppress the pain and whatever that's going through your i mean i've uh, whatever I can share this. I I've woken up at a half mile from the finish line inside an ambulance before, um, just because I kept pushing my body, uh, and was told myself I was going to keep going and I didn't, <laughs> and then waking up in an ambulance that's a different feeling. Um, but uh, it's yeah, mental toughness is is the biggest part of of running. You can train, you can train, you can train, but this thing has to be there on race day as well. That's hundred percent because when you're running, your mind will tell you you're stopping. And oh, yeah. I've, I've heard this saying where, like, when it does that, you're only at 70% of what you can actually do. Like, you're 20%. You still have 70% more. If I you totally can, believe that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you can do that, you can push through the pain. Like, I, I'm not sure if you know David Goggins or not. Yeah, yeah. He's a heavy believer in that. Unreal. Like, pushing to the pain, being the dog. Where Where is that? Like, for me, like, yesterday, I was running, and it was, like, a 5K. Right. And there's so much mi- it's on my mind where like I just fed into that and I forgot that I was actually running. So do you ever have that moment where it's like that dark side where like you're you're going to reach it when you're at your worst? Yeah. And, and I think that's where you can train your mental toughness is is in those moments. You think, oh, it's just a little training run today. Yeah. And I'm not feeling it. OK, well, I'll just we'll just toss that one out and whatever. Try again tomorrow. It's like it's on those days where you can train your body. Where you, sorry, where you could train your mind yeah. to be able to push through, where you're not feeling it today. Um, you know, I've had days too where it's like something did not sit right mm-hmm. in my whatever. Okay, got an evening run planned. I normally run in the mornings, but now and then I run in the evenings. I hate it for a number of reasons, but mm-hmm. one of them is the stomach stuff. But I had a meal that just wasn't sitting right. But I'm like, no, I said I was going to run today, yeah. tonight. I'm going to run today. And it's like, okay, well, today's the day. Maybe I should try running at marathon pace for X amount of miles when with, with my stomach not feeling well. Mm-hmm. So, like, putting yourselves in position where you're going to be uncomfortable and training your body. I just had another one just last weekend where I'm like, hey, I'm going to run this evening. And I knew I was going to go outside. So just log a couple easy miles and just things came up, things came up, things came up. Mm-hmm. It's getting late. And it's like, no, I said I was going to run today. All I want to do right now is go to bed. Yeah. But if I go out and run now, that's what's going to train me. And then w- once you get out there, so yeah. often it's like, oh, okay, thank you for just getting out the door. But no, training yourself in mental toughness, putting yourself in positions in your training that you're going to not feel well. That's that's where the mental toughness comes in. Yeah. What do you tell yourself like when you do hit that wall? Like, do you like talk to yourself and be like, keep going, keep going, keep going? Like, are you 
You're like, what do you say to yourself? So there's a number moment? of different things that you could do. My everyone kind of has their mantra that they run through. Yeah, yeah. Um, mine that I in my training and and in my life in general, my life mantra is discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. And so if you can just switch that perspective, um, whether it be training or whether it be something you want to achieve in your life or whatever it might be, goal setting, um, if you can pick, because so often, like now, and I feel like it's coming up more and more and more in culture today, it's just like, what satisfies me now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe I'm generalizing a lot, but it feels like people more and more aren't wanting to like really push for something that's out there and, and have to put in the grind, put in the, put in the work to get there. Um, and and if you can set in your set in your heart, set in your mind that that no, this temporary, like temporary pain that I'm going through is going to be worth it, because I see that over there, um, that, you know, and sometimes it's so far away that you can't even see it. But if you can get it in your mind that that you know this this pain is temporary, I'm I'm going to be enduring this for a short purpose for a short re- for a short time, but there's a purpose to it. If you can put a purpose to your pain, you can, you can push through anything. Yeah. And, and, uh, and that's, I guess maybe what I've learned a lot about running, um, is that, yeah, that I never want to, yeah. 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 But, but why put yourself through that pain? Like why? That's a good question. Yeah. That is a good question. <laughs> We're, <laughs> us distance runners are a little, a little nuts. I, I get it. Uh, I, en- I enjoy it. There's something about pushing yourself to a new experience to something that you've that you haven't achieved before. Mm-hmm. That's that's so gratifying. And I don't know, like, I don't know for your listeners or viewers who have seen like the movie Free Solo or the documentary Free Solo, but the the guy who climbs that that rock face like free without cables, up. like that's a different type of achieving something where literally your life's on the line. Yeah. Um. But like, but there is still something to that where it's like pushing yourself to somewhere where you don't think that you can go, and and then that feeling when you're done. And and where you have pushed yourself further than what you thought you could go, I mean, there's nothing there's nothing like that feeling, mm-hmm. and so um, giving yourself that reward and then working hard, yeah, stuff's way more satisfying when you work for it. Yeah, exactly. And like yeah, when you 100%. get given something for free, it's it's yeah, it's nice and all, but when you have to work for something, it's way more. And maybe yeah, mm-hmm. and I whatever I grew up in a in a like I mentioned a, a farming a Mennonite hardworking yeah. like culture, and so. That was just inbred into me. Like you got to work for stuff. You got to work for stuff. Nothing's given to you for granted. And 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 now, I totally that it could apply that to running as well. And I feel like a lot of people are like losing that aspect. Like they 100%. they 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 see that like, oh, sometimes like life's just gonna hand you stuff. No, you got to work for it. Hundred like, percent. Yeah, you yeah. got to put every ounce, sweat, tear into it. Yeah. So like, how, I'm like, you said in a couple minutes ago that there's a lot of lot about about your life, what a marathon can teach, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can relate a lot of your life to what a marathon. So I'm curious to see what lessons have you applied from the marathon to your life? Um, well, <laughs> there's a number of things. Uh, for me, a lot of it applies um, to to my life uh, as a Christian yeah. um, and, and and working towards that, that, that ultimate, hev- like for me, the heavenly goal, mm-hmm. um, and, and to work through that. Um, just running with perseverance. Um, hmm. Where do I want to go here? Wherever you want to go. <laughs> yeah. Take yeah. it wherever you want to go. Yeah, for sure. You're so you're the you're the <laughs> guest. Take it. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's it's uh when you're 
I think a lot of a lot of it comes back to that working hard for something. Right. Um, and so you get in your place. A lot of people, you know, the gun goes off, and you're going towards a goal, and it's like the first little bit's going to be easy. You're going to make gains. You're going to make inroads. Yeah, I'm in the race. Yippee! You know, and and a lot of the people um, in a race are are there for that for that experience, right? Um, for that experience of of the community of 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 being a part of something. And, and I think a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm going to set this goal and woohoo, I'm, I'm on my way to the goal. Um, and then, you know, mile seven, eight, nine comes, okay, I'm still doing okay, but this is starting to get a little uncomfortable. Um, you know, you get to that 16, 18, 20 point and it's like, okay, this just sucks. Um, I'm going to give up. And, 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 uh, you know, it's for me as a life, as a Christian, if I read the Bible, um, you know, in this world, you will have trouble is a, is a verse, um, that, that is a, something that Jesus spoke. Um, uh, you're, you're going to face hardships. Uh, you're going to face, um, times in your life where, where it's not going to be easy. There's going to be cracks in the road that you got to make sure your ball isn't bouncing into. Um, there's going to be, there's traps all around you that, that are going to try to steal you away. Um, I think about running, um, on a, on a trail in a mountain sometimes where you're, where you're like, you know, you got the cliff up on this side and, and you got straight down over there. And, and if your eyes go down there, you're naturally going to run over there. Yeah. Um, and so keeping your eyes on what it matters to you, um, uh, and not, and not getting sucked away where you're going to fall away and stuff like that. So there's no matter what you want, my, I mean, my life goal, um, is, is eternity with, 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 uh, with Jesus um, and so for me, that's the goal that I'm going to go to. And it doesn't matter what comes around me. That's what I'm aiming at. And no matter what anyone's life goal is, no matter what your goal is, if you can keep your eyes set on, on your prize, if you can keep your eyes set there where that's what I want, then, then I'm okay going through tough times now because that's my goal. And I think that's, that's probably the main thing, um, that I've learned. And just to throw off like, yeah. And, and then, and then also something that, that, that the apostle Paul talks about in the new Testament as well, where he says like, when he's talking about a race, like a runner, like throws off everything that's hindering him. Right. I'm not going to be dragging a hundred pound weight behind me when I'm running a race. I'm not going to intentionally wear super baggy clothes that are going to be restricting my movement. Um, so let's not be hanging on to things that are going to be weighing us down as we pursue goals, right. As we pursue what we want, like let's, let's, let's throw off those things, those things. Let's, let's let go of the things that are going to be dragging us behind so that we can, so that we can get our goals, mm-hmm. and that's that's, that's what I've that's what I've a lot of things of what I've been learning about. Yeah, that's very powerful. I'd like to add something that mm-hmm. I've also like, um, you know, experienced when running is especially when I ran the ten k. Mm-hmm. You know, first time I ever ran, barely trained for it, but you know, I said I was going to do it, so I did. Good on you. And um, so I realized that when you start, you start in that group, right? Like everybody's at their start line. You start running, and then the further you get, there's less people. Yeah, and I sort of try to apply that to my life as well. It's like sometimes, like the further you get pursuing a goal, there's less people there to support you. Yeah. Do you feel that way, or in some ways, or is yeah, that, is I that mean, because the and if you can get that group, like so, I, I've I've ran here in Manitoba. I've ran even a, like I've ran smaller marathons before, um, and yeah, you're you're all by yourself, yeah, like very quickly, especially like especially once you get once you're running at the pace that I'm running at smaller marathons, you're not going to have people running with you. Uh-huh. Um, and, and if you can get into a group 
it's amazing how much faster you can go. Yeah, exactly. Right, because you got those guys that you're feeding off of. I've 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 had the pleasure of running um, the Boston uh, Boston Marathon. I've had the pleasure of running New York City, um, and where you're literally going like three people wide for 26 miles, yeah. and it's like you're in that pack. You know, the first Boston I remember, like literally the first like five miles, it's like two lanes wide, shoulder to shoulder. You're trying to like go run like that. It's, it's insane. Yeah. And it's actually slowing you down. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. but no, but what you're saying there is like when you're still with people, getting closer to the end of a race, um, you feed off each other. Exactly. And and if you can get a, a group of people around you that are all pushing that are all pushing um to the same goal, um, it can it can really push. And that's I've been lucky enough to um <clears throat> to be with to be with a group of runners, uh, to get together with a bunch of runners from Steinbach area, uh, where we meet on the track every Tuesday and we like we're a wide range of abilities and speeds, um, but we do our, our Tuesday track workout together. And we all do the same workout, yeah. and it's all at different pe- speeds, but because it's on a track, you can, you're, yeah, you're always passing each other, yeah, but, but yeah. you're still always together, uh-huh. right? right? And, and, and there's, you know, a couple of us that are running at a, yeah, a completely different speed than, than some of the other people are, but we're all pushing each other, and, and those, those people who are running slower are, are pushing us as well. Um, because we're seeing them and we're seeing the struggle that they're going through and it makes us want to make sure we're struggling. We're struggling alongside with them, yeah. you know? And so um, running with people, um, if you can get that group that is all pushing in the same direction, it's it's powerful. Yeah. Because um, yeah. you, you feed off of people's energy. 100%. Like I, I'm yeah. like at the start when the gun goes off, everyone's anxious. Like oh, yeah. They're like, let's go. Carrie, it's a fire music yeah. starts. It's yeah. like, oh, let me. <laughs> but then you get into like mile 10, yeah. you get around mile 20, there's six miles to go. That's where you find the true champion. Uh-huh. Those, those people that are willing to push it through, like, go. Like, those are the dogs. Those yeah. are the real guys that, like, go for it, you know? So what does that training process look like? Are you – you're training seven days a week, you said. Yeah. Um, are you – you're doing track workers on Tuesday. Is that yeah. threshold workouts or – Yeah, that's all threshold okay. uh, threshold stuff. That's all, yeah, pushing. That, that's, that's, like, the one time a week where I'll, like, go faster than what marathon pace is. Okay. Or my goal pace, whatever race I'm training for, yeah. And, and then is the rest just easy runs, or are you doing te- uh, tempo workouts? Yeah, or? exactly. So there's there's a lot of easy runs, um, a lot of recovery runs that are just, you know, where you actually have to work to, to run slow enough. Right. Um, uh, and, and it's crazy to say that. <laughs> it is. It yeah. is. But, like, actually a lot of your miles, a lot of people run, you know, their easy miles too fast because right. they're just running comfortably when you're, you're actually still... Like you're not allowing your body to 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 replenish, um, and you know when you read about the different, um, you know what they're doing in Africa down there in, in Kenya and Ethiopia and their big like training camps of the pros, it they're running. I mean, their recovery runs are running slower than what I run. Yeah, right. It's like okay, but you're running like way faster than me in a race. You know, like but that just their 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 max when they're running their tempo stuff is so much faster and then they run so much slower and i think too so many people are running just everything in that mid in that middle right. or even everything at their kind of their goal marathon pace it's like no you actually need that like that variation i run very very few times do i actually like about once a week sometimes i'll throw in a little like a mile or two in my long run at marathon pace um when i get closer to marathons that i'll do a little bit more mm-hmm. um just to make sure i can hit those paces at the end of a long run but for the most part i won't touch marathon pace more than twice a week oh wow okay. yeah. Okay. yeah yeah so what's what is your marathon pace um so it's right at six minute mile okay. uh is what i've is what i've ran Ouch. um so 
um, the goal, like, and I know I can go. Yeah. So when I ran that, my personal best a couple of years ago, 2019, um, I knew like I, everything went perfect. And because it went perfect, it was like, I know I can run faster. Yeah. And it just gave, and then COVID happened and it was like, like oh, uh, I know it's there. I know it's, there. but I actually, I, 20, uh, 2020, I, I, I got hurt. Um, I tore my meniscus in my knee. And so I would have been running, would have been, would have been out anyway. Um, so it was kind of probably <laughs> blessing in disguise that I wasn't like pushing my recovery to get back for a race that I was mm-hmm. able to just like shut her down. Um, but, uh, but no, I know I can go faster. I'd love to get down to like, like kind of 232 maybe this year if I can. Yeah. Like I'd really want to, I want to get one that's just like, or I'm just going to go for it and just see what happens. Yeah. Um, and see, you know, you know, I don't want to jinx or anything, but I really like would like to win the Manitoba Marathon once yet. Yeah. Like I, I really, I really badly want to. And so yeah. I know if I, if I can stay at that, you know, 235 ish mm-hmm. for enough years, one year, all of a sudden it'll sneak in there where I'll yeah. be able to take it. But yeah. Talk about your marathon resume as well. Cause you mentioned you ran Boston and New York. Mm-hmm. What other races have you done? What are some stories from those races that you like? Boston's awesome. The history there is 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 fantastic. Um, so that one is one that you have to qualify to get into, um, and so you're there with with people who are all runners, yeah. right? There's not any first timers. There's not like so that's and just the history um, of that course. You know, it starts 26 miles outside of downtown Boston, and then you run down into town. It's got the hill, like the. Whatever. It's just the history of that one. You know every corner on the course. You know, like, so there's a history of that one, right? Um, New York was fantastic. Um, that one's a lot more of, like, a got that big city, like, yeah. glitz and glamour feel to it. Um, fans are insane. Like, just, like, lining the entire 26 miles of screaming and cheering. It was, that's a, that's, it's, there was never a quiet moment, other than the bridges. Yeah. So, and the, which were a weird thing in itself, right? Because um, bridges are hills. Because oh, okay. of the way they're designed, right? Yeah, so you yeah. get all of a sudden like a mile and a half long bridge and it's like quiet. <laughs> and you know, you got like a three quarter mile climb and then a, <laughs> then a three quarter mile descent. And so that was, those were weird too. When, especially cause it was so loud every time else. So those ones were great. Um, other than that, I haven't done a lot of other big ones. Okay. Um, I'd like to do Chicago yet just to get all the marathon majors that yeah. are in North America. Obviously I'd like to go overseas yet to do the other ones, but because I'm a teacher, marathons happen spring and fall and you, we get time off, but yeah. not during spring. It's right. <laughs> not yeah. when we, it's, it's that apart time off. So, mm-hmm. um, going to doing London and a Berlin and with those type of runs aren't really possible, but yeah. <laughs> no, I've ran in, um, I've done, uh, the twin cities one in Minneapolis and I did Vancouver. That one was beautiful. Uh, a lot of it's right along the coast. Yeah. Uh, it's gorgeous. It's quite hilly. Okay. Um, hilliest one I ran was in Atlanta. That one was just like. I got, I got relatives who live there. So I'm like, yeah, we'll go down there. We'll run the marathon. And I looked, that was a funny story. So I looked at the elevation chart and I'm like, I saw this, you know, kind of three hills a mile. Like, yeah. and I just assumed because it was in the States and even here, yeah. all elevation charts are in feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About two weeks out, I looked at it and I'm like, that's meters. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> like, I yeah. am not, like I've trained for hills, but that's times three now. <laughs> like, yeah. So no, that was, there was nothing flat about that course ever. That one I, I wrecked my that last six miles blew up hard. Yeah. But uh I've ran Manitoba a number of times. That's cool. I've gotten a podium, got a couple of fours, but I wanna I'd love to I'd love to win it yet eventually. But I'm sure when your your students found out about you having a world record, <laughs> probably the that was gym. yeah, you were <laughs> coolest gym teacher in the world. You know what? Uh no, it was it was pretty cool to to have them and, and 
they, I mean, they didn't know about it. So because the Manitou Marathon happened that last weekend before school started last year, they had yeah. no idea. Okay, okay. And so they're just hearing on the news that, that I did it. So I came to school the first day of school started and Mr. obviously Ryder. everyone's <laughs> talking about it. And it's, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. They've, they've enjoyed it. Uh, and, and, uh, and I know they've, whatever the basketball unit this year or the dribbling unit that I did this year, there was a little bit extra, extra focus there on some yeah. of the boys, which was nice. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and I know even for, even for my own kids, um, I got, I got four, uh, kids between the ages of, they're now four and 10. Um, and, uh, my six year old went out for a run, uh, shortly after I did the record with, with a basketball and he's like, he's like going, he put in two miles. He did a lot. It was a lot of walking, but he did like two miles of dribbling a basketball. I'm like, well done, oh. my friend. That was, that's impressive. So no, if I can like, that's the whole, whole thing too about this and, and sharing my story and stuff like that. Do you know what? Sometimes we need to come up with crazy ideas just to get ourselves to stay active, just to get ourselves to, um, to stay motivated. And, uh, you know, if this can in, inspire someone to, to try something a little crazy or a little weird to, to stay active, like just try something, mm-hmm. have fun, stay active. Um, you don't have to be serious all the time, you know, yeah. have some fun with it. What, what about the response you got from it? Like, did you announce it before you were in the marathon? Like how, Yeah. and then what was the response before and then compared to after, obviously. So I was <laughs> actually quite nervous to share with my running friends that I was doing this. <laughs> running is... The running like, is a purist. Is <laughs> yeah. a, is a pr- like there's nothing, there's no sport more simple than running. It's right. just running. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Every other sport has running in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so this one was, I was, I was scared uh, actually. So I, I, I waited till about two, two weeks before okay. to share that I was going to be doing this. And you know what? And it was, it was so positive from all my running uh, friends. Um, definitely got some weird looks. I know Matt Marathon um, announced it on their social media stuff. I think the day before the race that I was going to be trying it. Um, and uh, and I honestly I, I assumed that you know there would be some, um, uh, like the local Steinbeck news might pick it up yeah. that thing and that would kind of be it. Um, but it it blew up pretty good and uh, it was fun. I know once uh, once like Runners World contacted me and reached out for an interview and it was like oh okay now this story yeah. is is real and I know my my aunt down in Michigan was uh, listening to the radio and you know they just did a little human interest story on yeah. me too and I was like like what is going on here this was just my own little quirky goal to get up in the morning yeah and now it's being shared like all over North America it's like it's kind of cool you know yeah. like it's it was kind of fun how did how did that did you like transfer that impact onto your students as well as like just telling them like go go try weird things just do like, stuff yeah what do they say like Yo, Mr. Rhymer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, some of them, like I I teach grade one to four. Yeah. Um, So it's different than than middle school, high school as well, where, you know, for them, I mean, they just know Mr. Rhymer runs. Um, They know that that I run marathons and and I love it for them that running a marathon is something that's completely doable in their minds. Yeah. Right. And so I know I had one of my um, soccer coaches, um, actually coached me a year or two of basketball as well, um, was a marathon runner when I was in middle school. Um, and, uh, you know, that it made it, it made the marathon seem doable, right? It's something that, that, that people do. Um, and so if, if, you know, if I can, uh, we have, we have a quite a, quite an awesome running club program at our school that happens every spring uh, for grade four students where we get like three quarter of the grade fours sign up. Um, and when, then we run a 5k at the end of the year, like with grade, with grade fours. So these are 10 year olds, yeah. um, and all shapes and sizes and they're out there and they're learning how to push through and, and, and do stuff like that too. Um, and then they go on to the middle school at the, and in Mitchell, which does very well in cross country. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I, yeah. so it's like running is not just something I'm trying to get them to, 
you know, that running isn't something that you do to stay in shape for other sports, but running is actually a sport in itself. Right. Um, and, and that, that, you know, you can, <laughs> you know, they're cool teachers, a runner. So running's yeah. a cool sport, you <laughs> know? Are you aware <laughs> of the impact that you have on these kids? Like, just like you said, like you had a, a coach that, you know, was a marathon runner or whatever. Are you aware that even just by telling your story, like mm-hmm. me right now, I'm inspired by what you're saying. Are you aware of the impact that you're putting on the world? It's humbling. It really is. Um, yeah. So to my students, yes, absolutely. And it's something that, that for me, I, I, I don't take for granted. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that. I've been entrusted to, like, so we're school of 400 kids or whatever. I see them all every other day. Yeah. Um, and so my, for four years. So like tangibly what it, it's crazy, really like the impact that, that I have and, and, and uh, so, yeah, yes, I am aware of it. It's humbling, and I'm trying my darndest not to screw it up. Um, <laughs> you know, like, because all it takes, too, is, is one, I mean, I'm sure we've all had one teacher that yeah. wasn't great and, and put us back a little bit mm-hmm. by the way that they treated us or the, the way that, and, I've, and I've, I've had a number of them growing up. Um, but I've also had a couple of ones that, that are the reason that I'm a teacher today. Yeah. Right? right? And that had a positive influence on me. And so I want to be one of those teachers that, that does push it. I know I got a student now who's so what is she in grade eight, nine, who's already ran a marathon now wow. and like, and uh, is planning on running some more. And I'm just like, and she's letting me know this. And it's like, and I, I wouldn't have seen her per se as even a runner when she left grade four, mm-hmm. but it was, but she totally uh, like accredited me to yeah. her, to, to making it seem doable. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's, it's, it's so humbling and it, and it's such an honor to, to be entrusted with that, that pa- a, that parents are entrusting me to take care of their kid and to, and to pour out wisdom and influence on their kid. Like that's a, it's an insane privilege. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is. And cause, and not something I want to take for granted. I want to make the most of it. Yeah. That's so nice. What is some advice you can give to the runner who's just starting out or some elite runners that are in the sport? What is some advice that you could give to them or someone just trying to be active? Mm-hmm. What is some advice you can give to them to have an active life? Um, so I'm a g- definitely a goal in- oriented person. Uh, I think a lot of people are, some people aren't. Um, but no, I just encourage, like set a goal. Like not everyone has to be a marathon that, that has to run a marathon to stay fit. Not everyone has to, um, do something like completely crazy to, to be fit. Um, but it's just about setting that goal, whatever it might be and, and then sticking with it. Yeah. Um, I know like whatever she's gonna hate me for saying this but my wife isn't naturally a a a runner or even like a she's not a great athlete but she was just like one year was like no i'm gonna run a half marathon this year Mm -hmm. and and you know for me like then kind of helping her and i helped a lot of uh my that that same year my a lot of my family in-laws and stuff like that decided that yeah we're gonna we're gonna all run half marathons together so again got the community right like you guys were mentioning before and and it's totally good got the community and did it together and for me it's like if you're gonna be running what i often say is once you can run like two miles without feeling like you're going to die the whole time. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we, a lot of people are like, I can't run more than like, I can't run to the corner and back without like, <laughs> you know, like without dying. But once you can like work your way up to running two miles without like dying, then all of a sudden, once you can get comfortable running two, three miles, then pushing up to half marathon is completely doable. And that's what um, I've seen in a lot of people. Um, but no, like get a goal get some friends around you and, and, and go for it. Um, the accountability of friends is, is huge. I know even for me, like sharing 
early on, like, I guess I didn't share very early on about this, um, <laughs> other than like my close family Yeah. <laughs> about, the, about the basketball thing. But, you know, like sharing what your goal is, like, I'm going to say it. I, I want to get my personal best at the Manitoba Marathon this June. Yeah. That's my goal. So now I have people that are going to be like, going to be watching to see if I do it. Yeah. And so now when I wake up on a whatever morning and I don't feel like getting out the door, it's like, no, that, that, that are, they're all going to be watching me and see if I got the end prize. I got to get out the door this morning and get it done. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's pressure. Yeah. But it's, it's a lot of fun. Is that with or without the basketball? Without. <laughs> the basketball is done. done? <laughs> Finished. I, like, I, I, don't, I have not gone another run with a basketball since then. It was... Is there something else that you have maybe in plan yeah. and maybe you're thinking? Like, I want to race now again. Wanna yeah. I want to race now again. You know, I, I, I was joking around saying that if, if, uh, if there wasn't going to be, like, normal racing this year, that I might try the soccer ball. Oh. Um, which is apparently the record is I think about three twenty ish. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So Light it's work. like it's slower, but it's I mean you're you're dribbling. When you're dribbling a basketball, you can kind of your feet are still doing the normal thing. You just got to yeah. worry about adding your hands. When you're in soccer, that'd be a whole other animal. Yeah. Um. So, whatever. But no, I want to get back to racing now. I got uh, Manitoba Marathon in June, and then I'm gonna actually stretch myself a little bit, and I'm doing uh, signed up for an ultra marathon this summer out in BC, nice. hundred kilometers. So. That's uh that's a different one? terrain. That's a whole nother that's a whole nother beast. Yeah. That's what I wanna first one? My first one. Yeah. yeah. I did with a friend of mine. Um I did I ran a hundred K on flat roads last summer together just for fun. For fun. Um <laughs> again, we got <laughs> weird I got weird friends, man. <laughs> Running community, we do weird things for fun. Um, just a hundred kilometers. Uh, nothing, nothing. Greg Petter, you're awesome. Thanks for joining me. Um <laughs> But uh no uh no, get a goal. Tell, share it with people, get them to hold you accountable, and, and then push. Nice. On that note, yeah. yeah, I think this is the perfect way to end off the podcast. If you haven't already, make, to check, make sure to check them out. We'll tag everything in the description below. Um, we're live every Tuesday morning at 11.30 a.m. on the UMFM radio station, 101.5 FM. And until next time, peace. Oh, thank you so yes, much. Thank you so much. It was a privilege. Yeah. Oh.